Welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We return today to Romans chapter 9, moving on to verses 4 and 5. In the opening verses of this chapter, Paul expressed his love for his brethren, the Jews, by stating that he would be willing to be forever damned if that would bring them to Christ. Now, here in these verses, Paul raises the question, who are Israelites? He then goes on to list those things that identify Israelites. Here's what he writes. God has given you so much, but still you will not listen to him. He took you as his own special chosen people and led you along with a bright cloud of glory and told you how very much he wanted to bless you. He gave you his rules for daily life so you would know what he wanted you to do. He let you worship him and gave you mighty promises. Great men of God were your fathers, and Christ himself was one of you, a Jew as far as his human nature is concerned. He who now rules over all things, praise God forever. people of Israel that Paul has in mind here are the descendants of Jacob, who was renamed Israel by God in Genesis 32:28. Its use here is especially relevant because Paul is about to show that, in spite of Israel's unbelief and disobedience, God's promises to her are still valid. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. The nation of Israel in the past played a key role in the history of redemption. 
God chose that nation in a special way to bring the knowledge of himself and his plan of salvation to the world. By virtue of that choice, Israel had far more knowledge of God than any other nation, and they had far greater privileges than any other nation. What weighed heavily on Paul was that in spite of this knowledge and these privileges, Israel in the main had rejected God's gift of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Their high standing by virtue of their choice accented their unbelieving state. Paul's sorrow over his people was intensified because they had been so highly privileged. To whom more is given, from him more is expected. Increased knowledge means increased responsibility. Just what did Israel have that other nations didn't? Paul lists seven privileges of this nation. Hear the list from Romans 9, 4 through 5. Paul writes of Israel, Theirs is the adoption as sons. Theirs the divine glory, the covenant, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. Consider each separately for a moment. Number one, theirs is the adoption as sons. While their standing as a son of God was not inherent or necessary, God in mercy and grace had chosen them. God called that nation and made that nation a son, with God as their father. Adoption calls for a special choice on the part of the parents, different from biological parents. Israel was especially chosen by God. No other nation was so chosen. No other nation was adopted by God. That's the first privilege Paul lists. Second, theirs is the divine glory. The divine glory has reference to the incredible cloud of light, which symbolized God himself and was called the Shekinah. It was a token of God that he, in a special way, was living among his people. It must have been incredible for Israel to see the cloud turn to a pillar of fire by night and stand between them and their enemies. No other nation had such a startling symbol of the presence of God. That's the second privilege Paul lists here. Three, theirs is the covenants. A covenant of God implies divine initiative. God took the lead. It was not by mutual consent, nor was it because Israel was any better than any other nation. God in grace gave this nation the great covenants, the one with Abraham, Moses, David, the covenant that related to the Holy Land, and the new covenant. What a privilege for a nation to be so favored by God. That's the third privilege Paul lists here to make his point. The fourth privilege, theirs was the receiving of the law. It was God who gave the law to Israel. He called Moses up into the mount and Moses returned with the law. Israel was given in written form the will of God. Israel could never plead ignorance. When they sinned, they did so against better knowledge. They had and they knew God's will and God's purpose for them. 
no other nation had such knowledge. God had said to them that out of all nations you will be my treasured possession, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. That was God's purpose and will for them. That's the fourth privilege that God in grace gave to this nation. The fifth, yours is the temple worship. Israel was the only nation to whom God had given a prescribed way to worship him. They were the only nation who had a divinely revealed approach to God. All other nations were left to their own superstitious imaginations. But Israel was given the tabernacle and all that went with it, the feasts, which revealed so much about God, the sacrifices, the holy days, and the priesthood. They knew what sin was and how sin could be covered. What a fantastic privilege for a nation to have been given the truth about what God expected and how to worship Him properly and acceptably. All other nations invented their own forms of worship. It is a fact that no one can discover God except God reveal Himself. This He did to Israel in order that they might make Him known to all nations. They were to be the missionaries. A sixth privilege. Paul writes that theirs were the promises. No doubt Paul has in mind the promises as they relate to the Messiah and to their future. Only Israel knew her destiny. Israel could never say that they were ignorant of what God had planned for them. They knew that every promise God had made he would of necessity keep. What a privilege for a nation to know its destiny. No other nation had such a word from God. Number seven, Paul writes, Theirs were the patriarchs from whom is traced the human ancestry of Christ, who is God over all. Israel had Abram, Isaac, Jacob, to whom God had revealed himself even before he gave his law through Moses. This nation had history and heritage. And through these patriarchs and finally through the nation of Israel came the human line of Jesus. Christ the Messiah entered humanity through the gate of their patriarch and through Israel. Now Paul gives a clear testimony to the fact that this Jesus was God over all. That's the clearest testimony to the fact of Jesus' full deity. Here were seven great privileges that no other nation had. Yet Israel, with all its knowledge and favored position, had turned God in Jesus down. They were so well prepared, yet they missed the Messiah when he came. That's Paul's point here. As a result, he said, I have great sorrow and anguish of heart. Paul loved his people and would have been willing for his own soul to be damned if that would have brought this nation back to God. Clean and forgiven through the power. 
New is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.